Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Pre-game show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7, the game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. What a game. What a game, too, for the Warriors as they... Take the nugget soul. I don't think there's any better way to describe it as they win 126 to 106. I mean, we could focus so much on Steph and what he did off the bench with his 34 points, 12 of 17 shooting, 5 of 10 from 3 in his 23 minutes on the floor. It's the most points in a playoff game in 23 minutes or fewer since 1975. We could talk about Steph. We could talk about Jordan Poole, who had 29 points and 8 assists on 10 of 16 shooting. Also 5 of 10 from 3. His 59 points through two games only trails Wilt Chamberlain in Warriors playoff history. And... He's going to continue to trail Wilt in playoff history because Wilt started out his playoff debut for the Warriors uh, with the Philadelphia Warriors. 35 points in Game 1, 28 points in Game 2. Then he followed it up with 53, 42, 29. So I don't think Poole's catching that. But I think the whole team deserves some credit for how they played last night because, again, they took the Nuggets' soul. 92-73, 92-73, Poole takes it right side, drives on Cousins, stops, backs up to the corner, shoots a fadeaway, oh. he checked three! Jordan Poole, get out of your Speedo! Get the suntan oil, we're having a pool party! You can get out of your Speedo. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking to. <laughs> I got carried away there for a moment. Curry with the ball. Minute eight to go in the third. Oh, man. Listen to that on the broadcast. Tim Roy saying, take off your Speedo, it's time for a pool party. 92-73, Poole takes it right side, drives on Cousins, stops, backs up to the corner, shoots a fadeaway, oh. he checked three! Jordan Poole, get out of your Speedo! Get the suntan oil, we're having a pool party! Maybe he meant get out, 
the Speedo, as in get the Speedo out as time for a pool party. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I don't even want to get into that. 888-957-9570 is the Xfinity mobile text line. That's also the phone number if you want to weigh in. Of course, Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert on the call. On the call. And they sounded like they were enjoying that game, as I think a lot of us were. And there's something to these games when you frustrate the living hell out of the defense. When you make them argue amongst each other. It first started off with Will Barton and DeMarcus Cousins. Nikola Jokic, who's currently after these two games at a minus 45, which is the worst on the Nuggets uh, by far, and he's the MVP, which is insane. But they had that team scrambling. They didn't know what to do. And that three-guard lineup is going to be the heavy focus of today because they made the whole difference in the game. That first quarter, it was not a good quarter for the Warriors. Now, you could look at some of the you could look at some of the plays in there. I mean, Jordan Poole already getting started. He had a filthy th- filthy three over uh, over Aaron Gordon while Aaron Gordon just got stopped by Draymond Green. I mean, Aaron Gordon, it feels like he'd be leading the team uh, in minus, in, in plus minus, as Nikola Jokic again at minus 45. Uh, but the Nuggets were just knocking down shots while the Warriors, they weren't able to knock down any of their threes. They b- Both teams were very cold from three. It was not a very... Pretty game from either team, but the Nuggets had the upper hand in the first quarter. And there was a couple of plays where Curry ended up blocking the ball from Jermichael Green, and then it ended up getting uh, called the Nuggets' way, even though it was clearly off Jermichael Green when Curry had blocked it. Just things weren't going the Warriors' way in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, there was a moment where Jordan Poole was grimacing because he hurt his hand when he was falling down on a play. I got nervous. I thought of you again, J.D. I thought of you again at the Xfinity Mobile Text Line at 888-957-9570. Not John Dickinson. But I thought of J.D. who texted in toward the end of the year. How scary is it when these guys go down and you think they're hurt with each game of the season? Well, I had that moment again at the beginning of the second quarter with Jordan Poole. But then when it was 43 to 35, 43 to 35 to the Denver Nuggets, mm, 43 to 35, eight point difference. What does Steve Kerr do with six minutes and two seconds left? He deploys the three guard lineup with Steph, Clay and Poole. People were worried. Warrior fans were worried. How is this lineup going to gel when Curry comes back? They haven't had much experience together on the floor. There were some people who were worried. But no need to worry. They went on a 22-8 to run to close out that half. The score was 57-51. to And that momentum carried over into the second half. And Kerr wasn't even forced to put that three-guard lineup back onto the floor. That six minutes of basketball that they played was some of the most unbelievable basketball that I'd seen this season. It was unreal. Play after play after play. 
And let's not just focus on the three guards either. You know, Stefan, Clay, and Poole obviously are getting the scoring going. Right? You had, I mean, it, it, it started with Steph. Really, it started with Steph. He was driving down the lane, trying to get physical, getting guys open. He's also just taking on double teams, not bothering to pass it. He's just going up and getting the layup. No problem. No problem. And then he also goes in, gets this pass to Clay, and then Clay passes it to Poole. It's beautiful basketball. But we cannot forget about the front court that's involved there. We can't forget about Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins. Like yesterday, everyone was going through nicknames on Twitter, right? They were going through nicknames about the, with the three-guard lineup, what to call it, and everyone has a diff, different nickname. And there was one that I really liked. One that I really liked that was called the PTSD lineup. That was Personally, I liked that one just be, for its simplicity. It was original. You're just using the initials of these guys' names. It's very layered. I liked it. But then I came in here this morning and I realized... You're leaving out Wiggins from this equation. Wiggins, his main job when those three guards are in the lineup is to stand in the corner while on offense and then cut to the basket when he sees an opening, right? You didn't have to see him do that all that much yesterday. But on the defensive end, he's got to ramp it up, as we always say. He has got to... Shout out to uh, shout out to Ember Lugasi. He's got to take things up a notch, on defense, which he has. And he's also got a rebound, which he's done. And his tipped ball from Nikola Jokic, when he boxes out Jokic, out-muscles him trying to get the rebound, tips the ball to Draymond Green, Draymond's on a fast break, and then it ends up in one of the most beautiful plays that I've seen the Warriors make in quite some time. Dre fakes it to Clay, who's getting double-teamed, then he gets it to Poole, who's driving down the lane, but Clay is still moving even after Draymond's fake dribble handoff. And Clay goes on the other side of the paint. Poole gets it to him. And then he has an open layup. It was one of the prettiest plays that I have seen this entire season. But it's everybody in that lineup. It's not just the three guards. Draymond was awesome, not only in the six minutes to close out the half, but in the entirety of the game. Yet again, he's putting the clamps on Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is scared to go to the to go against Draymond Green in the paint. Draymond just stands there. This dude is six six, but he's looking like he's the height of Nikola Jokic when Aaron Gordon is going to the rack there. He doesn't want to. Nobody does. And Draymond is playing Nikola Jokic just as well as anybody could play him. Now, granted, you know, Kevon Looney definitely had his struggles uh, with Jokic in the beginning of the game. Jokic was really doing whatever he wanted. It was get get the ball to Jokic in the low or the mid block and just let him work. But then Draymond is the one who completely stuffed him. GP2 also got another block on Jokic. That was really the start of where these guys were getting annoyed, where GP2... When they call timeout, goes in, gives him a little love tap. You know, hey, good game, good play. Good play, big fella. And then Jokic didn't like that. Jokic Jokic totally overreacted on that. I don't know if any of you saw that. I'm sure you did. I mean, I'm sure you were closely watching the game. But everything, it was just so 
beautiful to watch that game too. I was going crazy. I was going. I couldn't. I couldn't stop rewinding it. You know, by the t- I, I didn't watch any halftime because by the time I got to the end of the half, I'd rewound the plays about sixteen different times. Like that's what this team did. I was wondering, like, is this really what we're watching? Whew. Couldn't believe it. From the 925, pump the brakes, company jabroni. No NBA is scared of the biggest blowhard phony in the league. All right, jabroni. Let me pump the brakes when I'm not even in a car. From the 408, this pool, Curry, and Clay lineup is as unguardable as it gets. From the 510, the outcome was never in doubt last night. Memphis is nervously shuffling their stack of papers on their desk. Kurt and Napa, I'm actually really enjoying watching Steph dominate off the bench. LeBron would never agree to do what Steph is doing. And there's something that I want to play for you coming up next. Because there's some sound from Steph and Jordan Poole, which, you know, it's funny. But when you really think about it, it's crazy that this is even a conversation. We're going to continue to talk about this game. All morning long, 888-957-9570 is the Xfinity Mobile text line and the phone number if you, of course, want to call into the show. But this sound from Steph and Poole, there's something deeper to it, and I want to get into it next. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. How are you feeling about last night's game? Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. We are going to be talking about it all morning long. And I am getting a couple of texts here because a lot of you are excited. For example, from the 510, Warriors are in Nuggets sweep mode. 
The 925, the GP2 butt slap reminded me of that Prince Chappelle skit where that happens. The guy says, I'm not on your team. That's from Ernie. From the 510, the Dubs defense has turned Aaron Gordon into a very average player. From the 831, nobody playing better than Jordan Poole in the league. But we're also getting some from the 415. They play good basketball, but I'm not getting too excited because Denver is garbage. You're not wrong there. But I think the reason we're so excited is because each time they've come on the floor, the three-guard lineup that is, whatever nickname you want to call it, and I don't think there's ever going to be a finalized nickname. But yeah, Tyler and San Leandro reached out, the PTSD lineup. Yeah, you tweeted at me. You gotta look at my look at my profile, bruh. Look at the prof. I quote tweeted it last night and said this is the winner. But I'm saying the PTSD lineup makes you forget that Andrew Wiggins is involved and he's crucial to that because not only do you need the scoring, which you're gonna get from Steph Clay and Poole, but you need the defense and the rebounding, and that is what Wiggins and Draymond provide. Now, Wiggins averages about four rebounds a game. Give give or take four or five rebounds a game. Maybe even six. I don't know. Six on a good day. But so far, in his two games, he's gotten nine rebounds yesterday. Or excuse me, nine rebounds in game one and eight rebounds last night. This is just a different type of Andrew Wiggins. He knows his role when this three-guard lineup is in there. So I don't want to forget about Wiggins. It's the only thing with the PTSD lineup. I like the name. Trust me, I like the name. But I do want to get to... You know what? Let me just play this play. I got to play this highlight for you before I get to the sound clip yesterday, which made me think, oh my goodness. But Clay with the layup in the second quarter. Now, Wiggins, talking about his rebounding, he didn't. He could have gotten nine rebounds. But on this play toward the end of the second quarter, when the Warriors are rolling, I mean, him and, him and Draymond both on the defensive end, doing everything they need to do. I mean, watch that play again, where Draymond is getting in the way of Aaron Gordon when he knows exactly what they're going to do. Because he causes the offensive foul on Aaron Gordon. It ends up being a turnover to the Nuggets. But Jokic has the ball in the at the elbow. And I believe it's Wiggins who's on him. And Draymond sees Aaron Gordon cutting to the basket. And he knows exactly the type of play that they're running. He gets in the perfect position so that they can draw the offensive foul from Aaron Gordon. And then on the other side the Warriors go ahead and score. That's that's one of the that's one of the many plays that plays that you can look at in the final 6 minutes of that half. But watch the play where Monte Morris has a wide open 3. Clanks it off the back iron and Andrew Wiggins is going up against Nikola Jokic who's trying to get the offensive rebound. Wiggins outmuscles him, tips the ball to Draymond. Draymond takes the ball up court, and then this happens. Jokic grabbed by Draymond. Comes up the other way. Says, get up the floor, Jordan. Poole takes the hand up behind the back of Clay Thompson. Layup good! Ridiculous. 54-47. I mean, that play right there, I, I don't know. I mean, I love Tim Roy, but I don't think that that call, to me, showed how 
gritty of a play that was. And maybe it was just because it was 12 seconds, and I'm sure there was some more commentary after that. But we got to keep these things short and succinct. You know what I'm saying? we only got so much time in these shows. But that play just goes to show the importance of Draymond and Wiggins in that lineup. So whenever we're talking about 3G, I mean, yesterday on the show, if you were listening to the show, I sarcastically nicknamed it the three-guard lineup. I made a crappy joke out of it. Nobody nobody laughed because nobody's in the room except me. And I kind of let silence just stand there. Pretty awkward if you're listening, I assume. But that play just goes to show how dangerous the lineup can be. Now, I want to play this clip for you because that lineup completely had the Nuggets out of sync. They didn't know what to do on defense. One of my favorite plays was when Curry just took the ball up the court and nobody was gathering around him because they're waiting for Clay and Poole to come back on the other side of the court from defense, even though Clay is clearly walking. Like, he has no need to get back to uh, on offense. So Steph is just taking the ball up the court himself. They're trying to stop him from driving to the hoop, and he just pulls up and hits a three. Oh, there's so many plays there, but that was what drove the frustration to the Nuggets, and it led to technical free throws. Now, there were two technical free throws that Steph Curry had missed, and then Jordan Poole was asked after the game, hey, do you think you need to start taking those techs? You wouldn't think you guys have to change much for Game 3, but it appears there may be one game plan change with you and Steph. If there's another situation where a technical foul shot has to be taken, who's attempting that free throw? Is it you or Steph, who tonight missed two of them? No comment. You wouldn't think you guys have to change much. Man, and repeat has started playing there, but he just says no comment. <laughs> no comment. And there was a little smirk on his face there when he was on TNT postgame with Jared Greenberg. But then Steph Curry was asked, at what point does Jordan Poole come in and shoot the technical free throw? Steph, uh, at, at what point does Jordan Poole shoot the technical free throws? Never. <laughs> Never. Even I'll miss 10 in a row. Um, you see me right there. I like that healthy competition because obviously I know the, uh, he edged me out in the, uh, the season long race. We set high standards for shooting free throws. So yeah, it's going to take a lot more than the one, one uh, free throw champ to, uh, get me off that line for the text. Now it's funny, right? The, the, the conversation around it. It's, uh, you know, it, we, we can get a laugh out of it, right? Steph missing two free throws. Oh man, we should think about, you know, we should think about put it, we should think about benching him in another sort of way. <laughs> right? But when you think about it, like how did you ever think that there would be another guy on this Warriors team that could actually make the case for taking Curry's place shooting technical free throws? Like, I, I didn't think Jordan Poole would ever be that guy. It would always be Steph. Steph every single time, no matter what. But Jordan Poole actually has a case, and with the way that he was leading the league in free throw percentage this year, shooting them at 93%, of course, there's an argument to be made. But I never thought we'd even get to this conversation. Like, that question, it was asked, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek, but... It's a valid question. And I never thought that it would be a valid question. That's where Jordan Poole is at right now. That's the type of level that he's playing at. 
Now, I, not going to lie, I do wonder how they're going to deploy, to deploy the starting lineup from now on. Because Steph ain't coming off the bench anymore. <laughs> Steph ain't coming off the bench. I don't believe he would. In his 23 minutes, he had 34 points, 12 of 17 shooting. Again, 5 of 10 from 3. He also had 4 assists and 3 rebounds. And those 34 points scored were the most scored in a playoff game with 23 minutes or fewer on the floor since 1975. Since 1975. I don't know, maybe the maybe this series is just done and you just don't even you don't even worry about it. You just keep pulling them off the bench for the rest of the series. The Nuggets clearly can't stop them. They might take one game. You know, I'm not even going to go so far as to say, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a sweep after two games" because after all, you do have games in Denver and the altitude is different. It's going to be hard to catch your breath. Who knows how much energy that three-guard lineup is going to be exerting whenever they're in that type of altitude. But man, it just feels like the Nuggets gave up on that game last night. I don't think they're going to give up on the series. I really do think it's going to... I still think Warriors in five. I think the Nuggets can still steal one game. I don't know whether it's going to be game three or game four, but it's going to be one of those games in Denver. Just because, just it's it's just out of respect to a guy like Jokic and Mike Malone. Even though Jokic has not been playing very well, and if you haven't seen, I mean, if you haven't seen Jokic all season, you know you're you're pulling the the Killmonger from Black Panther. Is this your king? Really? Is this your king? Nikola Jokic, who's got a minus forty five total in these two games, which is the worst on the Nuggets. But I do think Jokic can step things up and Mike Malone can drop a different game plan. But I think the reason I'm so excited after these two games is that it's really only been these two games with that lineup. Where we were put on notice with it. And it doesn't look like many teams can stop that. Now granted, Charles Barkley, as soon as they got to TNT halftime, I caught the beginning of it. And Barkley said, yeah, try that on Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. You know, try that on try that on the Suns when they got guys who can actually guard the perimeter like Mikhail Bridges. You know, and I and I get that. I understand that, but they dominated this team. This Nuggets team with that lineup, and that's why I'm so excited. Cuz if they didn't, then I'd be questioning it a little bit. You got to get through these guys in game one here or in in the first round, and you got to prove that this rotation works. And it has so far. But we can't forget Draymond. We can't forget Wiggins. And these guys are just going to score like crazy. But then Jordan Poole. I mean, Jordan Poole was just awesome. It didn't matter which lineup he was in yesterday, just his overall game 29 points on 10 of 16 shooting. 5 of 10 from 3, but most importantly, 8 assists. And go back and watch those assists, whether it was to Clay, whether it was to Bielitsa, whoever it was. Those assists were pretty. It's pretty. It's so pretty. 
what Jordan Poole is doing, I think it just builds the case that, hey, you probably should have put him in the most improved player category. And Stan Van Gundy on the TNT broadcast, I really like Stan. I, I really do. I like both Van Gundys, both Jeff and Stan. I do like them on the call. But when he was talking about Jordan Poole's omission from the most improved player, he's saying that, well, last year... They show they they he showed the league what he could do. So I think that hampered him. I think that that took him off the. I think that took him out of the running. But I'm thinking to myself, well, John Morant wasn't a slouch. <laughs> John Morant was not a slouch. Like we we knew John Morant was. I mean, God, you can't just say, oh yeah, he he got omitted from most improved player finalists because well we already knew about him last year. John Morant, the same thing. So I don't. I'm. I'm. I can hear that argument, but I just don't really buy that argument when looking at the three finalists. But nevertheless, I'm not even going to focus on that award anymore. I'm done focusing on that award because Jordan Poole. I mean, it's hard to say because all these players have been playing so well. You know what? I think this is going to be the question going into the next segment. I wanted to focus more on the three-guard lineup and get to what Steve Kerr and Curry and Draymond had to say after the game. But you know what? I want to ask you, who has been your MVP through these first two games so far? Who has been the Chase Center MVP so far of the playoffs in this first round? Is it Jordan Poole? Is it Steph the way that he was coming off the bench? Is it Draymond Green? Who is it so far for these for, through these first two games? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. You can make a case for Jordan Poole. You can make a case for Steph and what he did last night. You can make a case for Draymond. What do you think? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Stephen Langford did on the pregame show ninety five seven the game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. I don't even know which was my favorite play of yesterday. Because I love that one before the half. Before the half was over. When you had the new version of the death lineup, the three-guard lineup with... Pool, Clay, and Steph, along with Wiggins and Draymond, because it was like a full team play, and really none of it even involved Steph. It was all Wiggins who got the who who tipped the ball from Jokic, Draymond getting the rebound, Draymond taking the ball up court, getting it to Jordan Poole when Clay was double teamed. Then they're afraid Poole's gonna shoot it, so they go and try to card Poole, but then Clay's wide open. Then Poole gets it to Clay, who goes in for the layup. I loved that one. This one was just nasty. Island off a series of screens by Jokic. Dribbles it. Bounce pass. Knocked away by Peyton the second. And picked up by Curry to Poole, who drops the ball. Picked it up on the right sideline. Spins to his right. Crossover dribble. Step back. Jumper. Oh, that was nasty. Just nasty. Poole knocked it down. He's got seven points. And the Warriors trail by three. It was the step back when he's... Right in between the right elbow and the right right wing. He looked like he was going to drive to the hoop. But then he makes two defenders continue going one way. And then he hits the step back and hits the mid-range. Everything that Jordan Poole was going for was hitting last night. 
it was awesome. But I wonder, who has been your MVP, though, for, through these first two games? Because I think it's easy to say Jordan Poole, and I don't, I don't disagree with anyone who thinks that Jordan Poole's been the MVP for these past two games. But I do think that there's been some good performances top to bottom. Draymond has been fantastic. Steph, coming off the bench, managing to score 34 points in 23 minutes. Let me reiterate, the fewest minutes played in a game with the most points scored since 1975. 1975 for that. That's insane. So I think you could go a variety of ways. Who is the MVP to you for these through through these first two games? Triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's go to Jay in Richmond who wants to weigh in. What's going on, Jay? Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I got an excited dog here in the back. But what kind of dog? Yeah, I was Jay? just going to weigh in. <laughs> I got a little border collie here. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I would I, I would say that Steph is is the MVP so far. He's got a plus-minus of 49. It, it, that is just insane. It, it, it's almost a plus 25 every, for the you know, per game. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, obviously, we all know Jordan Poole and the defense that Draymond is playing is just unbelievable. And, you know, I'll, I'll even go as far as saying that uh, Otto Porter Jr. is playing <laughs> pretty darn good the last few games. Mm. So, yeah, we're we're uh, we're rolling pretty good right now, but the gravity that Steph brings and just opens up the floor for everyone else is 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 really unmatched, even even as well as Jordan's been playing. I appreciate the phone call. You know what? I loved the way that they used Steph to start out the three guard lineup in that half because they brought him in with six oh two left in the game. The Nuggets were up forty three to thirty five. In the crowd at Chase Center knew, and I can't wait for the next game at Chase Center, if there is another game this series at Chase Center, I can't wait for it because they're they're officially they're officially on notice now. That lineup, that's the one that people get excited for, and I think that there's gonna be a conversation to be had about whether that should be the actual starting five, because when Steph does come back in to the starting lineup, you got to take somebody out. And I don't know if that guy's going to be Looney. Because Wiggins and Draymond, the way that they're playing defense, do you want to start out small? Is it going to be Poole coming off the bench? Who knows? But what I do know is that this team, nobody on this team is selfish to the point where if they come off the bench, they're going to show a lack of effort. Now, Jordan Poole had that moment. He did in the beginning of the in, in the beginning of uh, the or not the beginning of the season, but when Clay first started and came back and Poole was relegated to the bench, there was a time when you know when he was in the starting five, his statistically he'd been playing a lot better, a lot more aggressive. But then he got used to it with the bench role. I think there's a conversation to be had there. But back to the end of the second half when they started it out with the three guard lineup and the Nuggets were up eight. I loved. And this is to Jay's point about the gravity that Steph brings. I love that they were aggressive with Curry early. It was not only, hey, we're going to get Steph the ball. It wasn't we're going to try and get him a three. It was Steph is going to drive down the lane and take on these double teams, score over these guys, and give them something to think about. 
while Jordan Poole already going off in the game. Already. Shown it in the first quarter. (laughs) Jordan Poole had cooked Aaron Gordon on a three-pointer and then blew by him on the next possession because he knew that Aaron Gordon's thinking about the three-point shot. Jordan Poole's already getting going. But Steph starts out that half... Actually, it was Clay Thompson that made the first... Uh, it was just an easy fadeaway. It was bing, bang, boom. Uh, Clay gets it. It's just one-on-one with Morris in the low block. But then, Steph is going with the with Draymond in the pick and roll. They try and blitz Steph. Steph takes advantage, goes to the hoop. Then Draymond ends up drawing the offensive foul from Aaron Gordon. And on the other side, Curry again, driving to the hoop. They're double, They're double-teaming him. And Curry still makes the basket. <laughs> and then he makes it 44-43. to 43. Gives the Warriors the lead at that point. <laughs> and then it was just buckets from there. It really was. Then Curry drives down the lane again. Dumps it to Green. Green passes it to Poole. Poole gets up the shot. Everything. It was so... It was sequential. It was planned the way that they had that. Man, what a game for the three-guard lineup. But I want to know from you, the MVP. Who do you feel is your MVP for these through, through these first two games here? 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity Mobile text line and the phone number as we're getting uh, some takes on the Van Gundy brothers and them as an- analysts. I feel like it's one or the other. You either really like them or you really don't like them. It's never, ah, I feel indifferent about it. But let's see here from the oh man I got we got a lot of text here already who is your MVP through these first two games I'd want to give you guys the fair shot here to get your text read on the air okay so give me a little break all right from the five one zero MVP so far pool pool and pool Curtin Napa Draymond's my MVP he's starting to look like he did in the twenty sixteen postseason he's really setting the tone on defense. From the 5-1-0, I'd like to make a case for Stephen Curry. To come off the bench, he could easily say he wanted to start, but to come off the bench and let Jordan Poole be Jordan Poole and come in the game and make a difference by facilitating the ball, by getting everybody involved and making a basket when he needs to. Thing, Wait, hang on. When he needs to... The thing is, he's going to be 100%. All we have to do is make sure we stay healthy. Go Warriors. That's from JD. So really, you're getting a lot here. From the 707, GP2 is a key part. It creates so many turnovers, even ones he doesn't get credit for. I'm paying attention a lot to the three-guard lineup for frustrating the Nuggets, but GP2 was certainly frustrating them on offense. I mean, he got Jokic to overreact already in the first quarter (laughs) from the 5-1-0. Is it too late for Steph to win six-man of the year? That's from Garbage Man Super Mario. And then from the 510, Steph is the MVP for agreeing to come off the bench. So who is your MVP through these first two games at 888-957-9570? And I think my MVP, I'd love to go with Jordan Poole. I mean, you've if you've listened to this show before at 546, you understand how big of a Jordan Poole fan I am. You know, all the Jordan Poole haters coming out and saying, oh, he doesn't make players around him better. I don't know about this guy. He's trying to play hero ball too much, which might have been true. But we operated under the assumption that players can't change. We operated under the assumption that this is who he is. 
And to think that about Jordan Poole is foolish, in my opinion. Because this dude continues to elevate his game, and he's still incredibly young. So... I really want to see that say that he's the, the 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 playoff MVP so far because he is the one that set the tone on offense. But with the way Draymond's been playing defensively, he's a plus forty one in the two games that he's been on the floor. He scored the twelve points in game one, and he scored six yesterday. And he took three threes, which I'm a fan of actually. I like him taking these threes and he's knocking them down. Whoo, I'm a big fan of that. If he doesn't have to take six or seven threes a game, but if he gets an open look, I'm confident that Draymond can take it. And when he makes those shots, the crowd goes insane, and it just deflates the defense. Because think about it. If you have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, and Andrew Wiggins, guys who can all score from the three-point line, and you try and stop them, you leave Draymond open, and Draymond makes the three... I mean, imagine what the defense thinks there. But what he's doing defensively, I just don't think that should be overlooked. To me, he's the MVP through these two games just because he has been the leader on the floor, directing things. Now, you could think that I'm wrong. You could think I'm an idiot for saying that, and that's totally fine. But I just want to speak to how well Draymond has been playing so far. But hell, he he had some high pra- high praise for Jordan Poole though. Jordan is doing some of the same stuff Steph does, and that's tough. I mean, you know, you're going to game plan for Steph, you're going to game plan for Clay, but you know, now you got you got a game plan for Jordan, and and that's that's a different beast. You know, you, you're, you're trapping Steph. Okay, well if if you're trapping Steph and you got Jordan on the floor too, it's it's hard to trap two guys. You swing the ball to the second side, and you know, Big's going to get back and like that's tough, and so. I think, you know, he's he's been watching Steph a lot, and he's doing his best impression, and it is incredible. Feel free to call back at 888-957-9570 if you already did. I put you on hold because I can't take these calls live on air because I don't have a producer screening these calls right now because I'm in the producer studio doing the show. So if you want to call back, please feel free. I will get to your call at 888-957-9570 from the 408. Everyone takes a piece of the MVP. Everyone has stepped up on the team that's been getting playing time. That's Bay 408. You're not wrong there. That's why I threw out the question because it seems like it's a... It feels like it's just easy to say, oh yeah, Jordan Poole. But then you look at it, Clay Thompson has been playing very well. Draymond Wiggins has been rebounding like he hasn't in the season. He woke up. I don't know what Steve Kerr, I don't know what the assistant coaches said to him. But Andrew Wiggins is rebounding like he hasn't in the regular season. And then when you look at the bench, Otto Porter Jr. in his minutes, now granted, he was only one of four from three, and he only had three points. But the rebounding for Porter, that's what he needs to do. Forget about the scoring. You don't you don't need him to score if you got Jordan Poole on the floor at the same time. But you need him to get rebounds and play good defense. I think Otto Porter Jr. has been playing very well. GP2, we know what GP2's been doing. He's all over the floor on defense. He's everywhere. And he had another block on Jokic, which was fantastic. Jokic is 
he's really frustrated. <laughs> Jokic is not enjoying himself on the court. That's for sure. And then Bielitsa. I got to give Bielitsa a lot of credit for the way that he's playing. He has not played to the point where he's being a detriment to the team when he's on the floor. And I know, I the past three games, ever since that Kings game, because I felt like when you were playing the Kings and the uh, and the, uh, the the Lakers and the what was it the Spurs or the Pelicans whatever that schedule was toward the end of the year, you're playing a bunch of teams who really didn't have any motivation to win. So I felt like okay, I don't I'm not really sure what to expect from Bielitsa, but he's played well in these playoffs. He's been aggressive. You know, Jokic does try and find him when he ever's on the floor, and he just goes one on one and then just bullies him to the rim. But if he's in the right place on offense and making passes and knocking down shots, I've been I've been very impressed with the way Bielitz has been playing in these playoffs so far. Just a full team effort. Now, granted, I do understand all of this, that it's a Nuggets team without two of their stars, without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I understand that. But the way that they have dominated the Nuggets so far, it is very encouraging. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's a sweep. I'm not going to say that. I do think that it's going to be Warriors in five still. I think the Nuggets can take one game. But we're going to be riding high on this today. We really are. This is good. That was a fun win. And that lineup with six minutes left in the first half, can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. And then on the other side, they just continued to dominate. Because the Nuggets couldn't start stop arguing amongst themselves. I mean, really, it was that play with less than a minute left where Curry just pulls up from three and the defense had no clue what to do. Like, Go back and watch the final six minutes of that half and focus on every possession and watch the defense and watch the communication. Why Draymond is my MVP is because he gets guys in the right positions. He directs guys in a way that has them in the right place at the right time. The Nuggets do not have that guy on defense. They don't. They are all jumbled. Their communication is out of sync. They didn't know what to do. That three-guard lineup, man. And then on top of that, you're playing at home. I think I think playing at home makes a huge difference. This team has been had, has been much better at home than they were on the road this year. And funnily enough, the Nuggets had actually been better on the road as opposed to playing at home. So now you're getting a Nuggets team, which isn't very good at home. So I I don't know how much home court advantage is really going to come into play uh, in that game in Denver because they're both going to be impacted by the altitude since Denver's been here for a while. The Nuggets team, not the actual, not the actual city. Denver hasn't been in California for a while. I'm talking about the actual team. I'm not saying the city of Denver has been here for a while. I'm talking about the Nuggets. Man, I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. Steve Kerr after the game talking about the small ball lineup. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, we've been hoping to get to this point all year where we could get our whole group together just to see what that would look like. And I'm talking about with Draymond, with Clay, and Steph and Jordan. Wiggs has been a great part of that unit too. You know, these first two games, closing the first half, another eight rebounds for Wiggs tonight. You know, I mentioned before the game, that's the biggest concern when we play that that small unit is, uh, is the glass. And I thought Wiggs uh, did a really good job. So when it comes to the starting five and Steph coming off the bench, because he scored 34, 
He was a team leading plus 32 when he was on the floor. Now, look, whenever you have these types of games where it's not necessarily a streaky game, where it kind of is going one way and then it turns a total out, totally opposite way in the other direction, where the Warriors just continue to build that lead, you could take the plus-minus into account there. It's no shocker that the guys who are leading the team in plus-minus are Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. It's no surprise there. But Steph Curry, whenever he was on the floor, even coming in in the final six minutes of the first quarter, he made a difference in the game. Steph Curry was awesome. Now, granted, 34 minutes or excuse me, 34 points in his 23 minutes, the most points in a playoff game in 23 minutes or fewer since 1975, regardless of whether you start or not. I don't need Steph to be in the starting five for the rest of the series. I just don't. Because I don't think the Nuggets have any chance against this Warriors team to win the series. They're outmatched. They, They just don't have the firepower to beat them. And Steph... Get his conditioning back. I, I think it's totally fine if you bring him off. I have no problem with bringing him off the bench in these next few games. Now, if you put him as the starter for this in this first round, I'm not going to complain about that either. I'm not going to say, "Oh man, you need to put Curry, you need to put Curry back on the bench. You need to stick with this starting five. Because I do think there are some questions that need to be answered, but they don't need to be answered in this series. I think you can just keep rolling the way that you're rolling, start with Kavon Looney, and then take him out after the first few minutes, replace him and maybe Clay Thompson along with Otto Porter Jr., and then maybe bring Steph in instead. Then you can play with Steph and Poole and Otto Porter, then Draymond and Wiggins, whichever combination you want. But I don't need Steph to be a starter in this series if it means that it gets his conditioning back to where he needs it to be. Now, Curry talked about coming off the bench after the game. It helps that I've been through it a couple of times and had to make that decision where, like, what's really important? Is it about starting and then just having that moment where you get your name called? And is that really that important? Or can you think about the big picture of, again, like when you're forced into a minute restriction, it kind of makes the decision a little easier. But it's like I want to be out there like with a constant kind of flow throughout the game. Obviously, I will be out there in a closing you know, lineup in the big moments of games and, you know, maybe, you know, change that narrative a little bit in terms of cards you're, you're dealt with an injury and missing that much time and coming right back like it's about just winning the basketball game and and obviously the versatility be able to try to do a lot of different ways so i'm proud of the way that we've all handled that situation and we'll continue to make the hopefully the right decisions as we keep going man i won't be mad if they started out with that three guard lineup i wouldn't be mad i wouldn't be mad if you just sat kavon looney and put steph in then the first six minutes of the game Test out that defense. Get them tired. Get them working. Because the ball is constantly moving. And the players are constantly moving when that small ball lineup is on the floor. And with Draymond playing the way that he's playing, Andrew Wiggins rebounding the way that he's rebounding, there's nobody that could stop the lineup as long as the defense is playing the way that it's playing. Now, the defense is not going to be the same when you're playing other teams. You know, when you're playing a team that has more stars than Monte Morris and Will Barton. 
Like, I understand all of that. I understand that they're not playing a very good team, but the fact that they dominated with that lineup and their small amount of minutes on the floor, I mean, gets you excited. It really gets you excited. Here's Steve Kerr talking about the defense after the game. Yeah, I mean, Jokic is amazing. We have to throw everything at him to try to limit him. I thought Loon did a great job early on. You know, he picked up a couple early fouls, but was battling him. And then Draymond took his turn. Belly had a few possessions on him. You know, all we're trying to do is defend him without fouling and crowd him and, and you know, try to put as much pressure on him as possible because he's just a brilliant player. So skilled that you can't just sit back and, and let him pick Apart. So they outscored the Nuggets 22-8 to eight with the small ball lineup on the floor in the final six minutes of that half. Six minutes and two seconds, to be exact. They got started on a 9-0 run. 22-8 to eight was how it went. 47-18 to 18 in 11 minutes this series. Let me repeat that. 47-18, to 18, they're outscoring the Nuggets when the small ball unit is on the floor. The offensive rating, 204.3. 204.3. And the defensive rating is 75. Now, to give you to give you a to give you a baseline of what that looks like, a good offensive rating is anywhere between 110 and 115. That's good. That's very good. Their offensive rating, 204.3. And if you have anywhere under 100 in the defensive rating category, you're a good defense. Like, normally the league-leading defense is under 100. They have a 75 defensive rating. That's insane. Just love it. I love everything about it. I love the way that Game 2 was played. Now we're going to have two games for the Giants to be played because that game against the Mets was postponed yesterday. we got a lot of Giants talk to get into tomorrow as well as the Warriors and just a just a day of reflection. That's what we're going to have today, and we'll talk about all that tomorrow. But thanks so much for joining me on this Tuesday morning. you got Joe the Bush Boy Shasky and Bonte Hill, who I guarantee you are going to be hyphy the next three hours up until 9 o'clock. You got me and producer Sam Lubbin behind the glass. And as always, go three-guard lineup. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 